Drag queens for Pete's sake. I want to see some energy from you. Five, six, seven, eight. This isn't show up and be fabulous. There's skills to being a drag queen. I have to start taking this seriously. That's the voice of Marzipan, one of Australia's leading Aboriginal drag queens who's trying to whip the competitors of Australia's first drag pageant for Indigenous drag queens called Miss First Nation into shape. Hi, my name is Shannon Power and in this episode of Rainbow Riots Radio, I'm going to take you to the world premiere of Black Divas, the film about Australia's first Aboriginal drag pageant. Australia's Aboriginal people are part of the world's oldest living culture. Throughout this episode, you'll hear them referred to in different ways, including Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, Indigenous or First Nations people. But you'll also hear the traditional names of their people and their lands. A documentary crew followed the Queen's journey from their homelands across the continent to Darwin and captured their struggles and joys throughout the Miss First Nations competition. The documentary is called Black Divas, and here it is receiving a standing ovation at the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras Film Festival. Black Diva's world premiere on the pink carpet was a star-studded event, but it was a little bit overwhelming for some of the queens who had come from remote and regional towns across Australia. No Vagina, who might just have the best drag name ever, told me how she was feeling on the pink carpet. I'm shitting bricks here. I'm shitting bricks. I, I really am, but it's just fucking, it's, it's, it's excitement. It's nervous, it's being anxious, um, you know, the, the red carpet, all, all the, the, just everything, it's, 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 it's fucking surreal, you know, being a, a 42-year-old Indigenous gay man coming from a small community such as Kempsey, um, coming from Green Hill Mission, you know, growing up there, having sort of trying to come to terms with myself as a, as a, as a gay man. Um, this, like you think, this kind of stuff doesn't happen to people like me, particularly from Mission. You know, just it's just it, it's it's fucking unbelievable. It's it's amazing and it's surreal. But like, yeah, world premiere stuff. You know, who'd have known? And I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> you do drag out in kind of country Australia, which is an unusual place you would think for a drag queen to be performing. Why do you do it? Why do you love drag? Um, doing drag in country uh, towns in New South Wales, particularly small rural communities, it's it's a it's a thing of uh, with, along with my Dreamtime diva sister Lacey Dunaman, who was also my fiance. Um, we just got engaged this year. Yay, marriage equality. Um, we do it because we want to um, hopefully inspire young kids in particular who are trying to come to terms with themselves but also hopefully start conversations amongst parents who have uh, queer identified children and don't know how to cope with them 
if it takes us to getting dressed up in drag and getting out there amongst it all, and it helps that one particular child come to terms with themselves, then that's a good thing for us. And also hoping that uh, you know parents get the realisation and saying, well, you know, oh, this child's fine, which is what our, our message is all about, you know takes all kinds to make the world go around. It, it, whatever, whatever breed, creed, all that sort of stuff. That seems to be a recurring theme for the queens that are in Miss First Nation, that they're, they're dragged, really ties into social justice work, especially around Indigenous communities. Why do you think that's important to so many, particularly Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander queens? It's important to us as um, Indigenous drag queens, also being Indigenous gay men as well, you know, it's important to us in saying to our communities that, look, before Christianity came along and Western society beliefs were introduced and all, you know, all that sort of stuff, we were considered parts of our communities. And so because of, you know, we were, we, we were considered somewhat respected before the Christianity came along. So I suppose what I'm trying to say basically is that, you know, it, it was never a fucking issue amongst our peoples to saying that, you know, you were gay or you were boxed in to be gay, lesbian, transgender as well, you know. So um, I think us doing drag, or, or myself personally doing drag, hopefully inspires other kids, you know, to be able to come to terms with themselves, feel comfortable and, and just fucking be themselves and, and, and to hopefully educate and broaden the minds of, of their parents because, you know, there's that stupid stigma that comes with having a gay child. Oh, I've done something wrong, I've done something wrong and, you know, what should we do about it? Well, you don't have to do fuck all about it. You just have to love, love that child unconditionally. like to identify as LGBTI and Indigenous? Living as a queer Indigenous person means belonging to two of the most disenfranchised groups in Australia, with LGBTI and Indigenous people experiencing some of the highest rates of suicide in the country. But it's not all doom and gloom for Indigenous communities, and that's where the Miss First Nation pageant comes in. Miss First Nation was the brainchild of Aboriginal drag queens Miscellaneous and Marzipan. Miscellaneous told me that they started Australia's first Indigenous drag pageant because they wanted to give Aboriginal drag queens a platform to showcase their talent. When filmmaker Adrian Russell-Wills heard about Miss First Nation, he just knew that he had to make a film about it. Adrian, tell me what queer representation of Aboriginal people is like in any media in Australia, whether it's mainstream, queer or Indigenous media. Look, there's a real invisibility. There is some, there's definitely some amazing work and some amazing artists that have been celebrated in the queer community, amazing sports people, um... But I think a film like Black Divas really addresses um, our visibility in the LGBTQI community. Um, there's a lot of racism in the LGBTQI community. And us as blackfellas and as gay, lesbian, trans, we're out looking for our partners, we're out having fun in clubs, and we're experiencing, we still experience in 2018, a lot of racism. So a film like this, to sell out, not once but twice, because we got bumped up into a bigger cinema... For the Sydney gay community, 
to want to hear our stories and be rushing and buying hard-earned money to pay and come and hear our stories is huge. I'm 42 years old. When I first came out in like when I was 17, <coughs> 18, <laughs> um, there was a lot of racism, and there was we were really mino- mi- we were a real minority and sort of ostracised and you know, get- ghettoised in the gay community. So now, 20 years later, to be here on the pink carpet at Queer Film Festival, which is really important for me, um, to show this film to our people, our queer people, as black people, our blackness, our gayness, when those two come together, we're a force to be reckoned with. And this film, I think, proves that. Now, we can't be at a fancy film premiere celebrating drag queens and not talk about fashion. As No Vagina reveals, it's not as glamorous as it seems. She's sitting on her ass at the moment as we speak because her feet are fucking killing her, if I'm allowed to swear, sorry about it. There are new boots that she's never worn before and fuck me dad if she can stand. Bless her, she's sweating the hole out. Her non-existent badge is just dripping. Hi, my name is Shaniqua. I'm actually from Wuyu Community. Um, formerly, it's known now um, Wudimianga, so Bathurst Island of Tiwi Island. And you're wearing an absolutely stunning dress tonight. Did you have this made for you? No, um, it was very funny enough because one of my friends, um, Vomate Queen, Mega Queen, she, she's a local drag queen in Darwin. She actually lent this to me because what happened was she couldn't fit it. So she's like, oh, I've got to give it to my sister. <laughs> You're doing the pageant. I heard it was really intense over that week. It was intense, I imagine. But what was the best part about it? I guess bonding with other girls. Um, Leading up to it, it was quite nervous because we never got to meet each other. But once we got to meet each other the first night, I think we just gained that um, sisterhood. Um, And then it was just like we were meant to be forever. Shaniqua is a sister girl, and I'll let her explain what that means. So sister girl is a word that we tried to make as in a respectful word for a transgender um, a lot of us on a community don't have that visibility yet we were always caught, referred ourselves as sisters and we we're all girls so sister, sister girls was a respectful way to use um, the word term to referring to a transgender um, indigenous transgender other than being a fabulous romp adrian russell wills explains why the miss first nation pageant and black divas are both so important art can educate and drag especially can entertain and through entertainment you educate and you know when when the world is as crazy as it is and when our governments are as deaf as they are the arts flourish the artists flourish because they're pushed and they get angry and they get um passionate and that's when the best work comes out of miss first nation will be back bigger and better in 2018. The drag pageant is just one of many examples of queer Aboriginal people using their voices to elevate their communities out of marginalisation. That's it for this episode of Rainbow Riots Radio. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. My name is Shannon Power and thanks for listening. Rainbow Riot, Rainbow Riot. Rainbow Riot Radio.